All right, we can start if Oliver gets his face out of the microphone. Dude, just a bothersome cat. Just a bothersome just, animal. Just, just, this animal is... Dude. <laughs> In my arm, because I have soy sauce on my wrist. <laughs> this guy. The not medium-sized cat is annoying the medium-sized man. Oh, for sure. While we're trying to record an episode of Cold Cuts. He's just walking around on the table, sitting in different places. Settle down, my guy. Settle sit down, down. We won't have to worry about that. Okay, all right. All right, welcome back to Cold Cuts. You're listening to the medium-sized men. With medium-sized brains. And um, I'm your host. being a bit of a nuisance today. Yes, yes he is. I think he's hungry because we just ate sushi and he oh, smells it. He's licking my fucking hand. Whatever. Okay. You wanted to talk about something today. Um, or you okay. have something so to talk about. So I want to take us back to our roots as because, uh, you know, this was originally supposed to be a media discussion show. Yeah. Who uh, knew? So I, I finally finished watching Seinfeld. You know, I watched Seinfeld. I watched Friends because I felt like I wanted to, you know, they're such big cultural icons. I feel like I have to, to see these shows just to like be on board like with everyone else. You know? Yeah. So I watched Friends a while ago. It was okay. I didn't really like. I it hate much. friends. I, I don't like a, it much. It's a it's, shit show, really. Like, I, I think I think a lot of its flaws were much more apparent because I was binge watching it and it wasn't intended for that format. But anyway, I found Seinfeld much funnier than than Friends. One thing that surprised me about it a lot was it's much less problematic than I expected for a show from the '90s. You know, there's definitely some like cultural insensitivity, um, but it's like if you compare it to other shows that I was looking at from the '90s, as well. Friends was worse about it, and I remember The Simpsons was particularly bad about it. Like, really, The Simpsons was bad. The, like, I always thought The Simpsons was a very progressive show. It was in many ways, but like when it came to like cultural stereotypes, they didn't hold back. Um, oh, that's true. Know, yeah, yeah, but yeah. like uh, the Chinese characters have like ridiculous accents. Yeah, yeah, that. and Seinfeld has that too. Like the Chinese delivery guy has like a ridiculous Chinese accent. Like there's this Pakistani guy who has like the you know traditional. Like, yeah, very few people actually talk accent. like that. Yeah, like no one talks like that. But like. um they were surprisingly fine with like gay people because I remember there was a thing in Friends where it was like a huge joke about someone being gay and they were just like that was the whole joke and like whenever that kind of thing came up with Seinfeld they were much more like like uh, they were just better about it like, yeah. they weren't like making fun of people for like their sexual orientation and stuff um, but like I mean, there certainly were parts where like they were make they were using it as part of a joke but that like that wasn't the joke. Yeah, it wasn't that he was gay. It's just that he was gay and was doing something stupid. Right, exactly. So thoughts on the show as a whole? Um, It's really funny. There is this thing called... You do like it. Yeah, I thought it was... uh, The thing is with... um, It's one of the shows where I almost always was doing something else at the same time. Yeah. Um, I liked the, like, stand-up stuff they did in between. Because, you know, instead of having a theme song or stuff, at the beginning and the end of the episode, they would have Jerry Seinfeld doing stand-up that was somewhat related to the content of the episode. And I always thought those stand-ups were good because they were just little, you know, clips of stand-up. Yeah, it wasn't too long or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, it was yeah. just, like, a few jokes, and it was it was always good. Um, One of the things that I was, like, prepared for was just... There's this trope. It's on TV tropes called Seinfeld Isn't Funny. And it's yeah, because it's uh, such an old and influential show that was so innovative at its time that everyone copied it. Mm-hmm. So now, if you're looking at it 30 years later, you've seen all the stuff that was really funny to audiences then that was like really, like they hadn't seen it before because everyone had copied it. Right, and people don't remember that this was the original Right, exactly. Thing. So then someone, you know, they hear about, oh, Seinfeld was super funny in the 90s, and then they watch it, and they're like, oh, this isn't funny. Like, why, why do people love it? But um, it's because it was first for its right, time. right. So That's a lot of, I need to look up what what it was in particular they did first because I know that show was famous for doing a lot of like like creative things in the like sitcom genre. Oh, I was just gonna say like Seinfeld's humor was unique. Like the whole like mm-hmm. what's up with airplane food or whatever. Well, like. One thing that I found really funny too was that they often make fun of his comedy. Yeah, like 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 even though he is a successful comedian in real life, 
and like he's like in the show his job is he's a comedian everyone still makes fun of how terrible his comedy is in the show which you it's know, hilarious we just like uh it's also like self-aware yeah <laughs> nice um he's got a he's got a weird sense of humor where you just make fun of really mundane things mm-hmm, that don't mm-hmm. really matter and yeah. he's like um i guess kind of like um you know the larry david's you know he's yeah. also a writer well he wrote he wrote seinfeld curb your enthusiasm yeah. where you're just kind of uh you're a little bit selfish and a little unaware you just go through life yeah. and like stupid things happen to you like um that one of the like, recurring jokes is how almost every week jerry and george have a different girlfriend and they're always like these bombshell like 10 out of 10 women like incredibly yeah. like hot like they have some issue in the relationship and they break up with them or they break up with with george and jerry because of some totally inconsequential minor issue every episode is like george who's like a short fat bald guy <laughs> and he's every episode he's with like a super hot like model looking lady he talked his way and he and he, and he just like he like finds things to, to be upset about <laughs> <laughs> can you give an example there's one where jerry is dating this girl who she always finishes his sentences for him and he, he it's annoying, <laughs> it annoys him so Wait, that's really funny actually. so I but, like but he tries to break up with her but it takes them 10 hours to have the conversation to break up. <laughs> um that's hilarious. Or like, uh, there's this one where this was in like season. This is one of the more famous episodes where like George uh, Jerry meets this girl in the gym, and she has like she has like a great figure, and he doesn't know if her boobs are real or not, so <laughs> he gets Elaine to figure out if they're real or not. She breaks up with him because she finds out that he was doubting their realness, <laughs> and then the, the famous line from the end of the episode is she breaks up with him, and she's like, and by the way, they're real and they're spectacular. yeah you know um i really tried to like stand up for a while and i you don't like stand up i i just have mixed feelings about it stand up has its shining moments i don't know i just i really tried to to like it for a while i just i but i've just come to the point where it's like yeah it can be funny but i'm definitely not going to watch another netflix special anytime Mm -hmm. soon um, specifically Dave Chappelle like he is funny like don't get me wrong his, his funny jokes are really funny but most of it is I don't know it's just him talking it's have like, you seen his older stand-up no I don't think so his older stand-up is very different from his newer stand-up I mean I, he's one he's my favorite stand-up comedian of all time a lot I, of people I even think his his new stuff is still really funny but his old stuff was just literally on another level okay yeah it's enough. like literally I'll be watching it every single joke I'm like dying you're laughing. dying laughing yeah um him and bill burr i really like i like bill burr and, a lot too um, but i like bill burr and, when uh, he's not doing stand-up i like bill burr when he's always oh, acting no when he's on like a talk show and he oh, just pops oh, oh, off oh. because the hosts don't know what to do yeah yeah you ever yeah. see that famous clip he's on like what good morning america mm-hmm. and they were saying they're talking about his one bit that he had making fun of the catholic church and he like went really far mm-hmm. i don't remember what he said um and they were like oh you know on live television it's like oh don't you think you went a little too far with the jokes and he's like mm-hmm. Don't you think the Catholic Church went a little too far? <laughs> <laughs> and they, they just like don't know what to say. Yeah. They like have a good laugh about it, try to deflect. <laughs> it, it's like that's kind of it's savagery, you know. Oh, did you see his SNL hosting? Yeah, I last saw the week? monologue was controversial, and I saw the monologue, but it wasn't that bad. It I wasn't thought. very. Con- I mean, especially considering some of his older material, it wasn't very controversial at all. Yeah. Um, for people who don't know, in Not this monologue point. was he was hosting SNL last week, and he did you know the opening monologue, and he was doing it was like a short stand-up routine basically, and he was talking about how um, movements for equality are co-opted by white women who aren't actually that oppressed comparatively yeah the white women wanted to be feel included yeah um and he's basically saying that like they're that like white women as a group are like riding the coattails of white supremacy until 
they until it's not favorable until it's not favorable right which is which is actually a very like complicated critique of like that identity in actual leftist politics yeah you know Um, but it's coming from bill burr so like he's saying smart things but he's saying it like an idiot you know yeah but but the thing was that that group that he was referring to in the stand-up was like the main demographic that watches (laughs) SNL. really it's white women (laughs) um well it's it's like liberals oh you know yeah it's like centrists yeah his politics are actually like he pretends to be a centrist but his politics are actually very liberal and like honestly very progressive for the most part um Um, but he's one of those was comedians who's it's funny because he has a fan base of people who are pretty centrist pretty centrist or pretty right-wing but it's like if they're it feels like they're not actually listening to what he's saying they're definitely not you know they they, they just hear like angry boston men do they hear angry boston (laughs) men complain about women yeah 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 but they don't they're not actually listening like what he's actually complaining about yeah it's like oh like you know why women don't shouldn't hijack other people's movements because they were well according to him like riding white supremacy until right. it became unpopular <laughs> bill burr's stand-up is good i actually mm-hmm. do like it it is angry boston man complaining you know and i do kind of empathize that on a certain level i saw i saw saw people saying about the snl thing um because i don't watch it regularly but remember, you remember it was like a year ago when pete davidson made a joke about the about dan crenshaw like the congressman with the eye patch Oh yeah, what would he say? So he was a Texas congressman. He has an eye patch. His name is Dan Crenshaw. He's fairly conservative. And, he lost uh, his eye at overseas. Yeah, it was like in the military. And um, he like Pete Davidson had him. It wasn't even that bad. Right? It wasn't even that bad. He made like this mild comment about like him not about having him not eye. having an eye, and it was like really funny. So I think it was something about him being like a pirate in Congress. Some, or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> and it was funny. And um, and then they forced him, and then it was a huge controversy, of course. And then they forced him to apologize to Dan Crenshaw. Mm-hmm. Um, but someone was saying that the last time SNL was actually funny, they forced the guy who did it to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> and if you care so much about them. You know, stop sending them to their deaths. <laughs> I, I would say. <laughs> well, no, see, Eric, they only gain value after after they've risked their lives. Uh, whatever. Yeah, I guess. That being said, I don't love Pete Davidson either. I actually mm-hmm. don't think he's that funny. Really? At all? I um, think I think one of the funny things about him is that whenever I see clips of him on SNL, he's never in character. He cannot keep character. And he I, breaks and I, character. And I hate time. that. I hate that. <laughs> like, dude, come on. This is your job. I saw his movie that came out like the beginning of the summer. I heard it was good, actually. It was, it was pretty good. It was especially the kind of movie that I really like. Yeah, um, it's called so Kings of Staten Island, right? The King of Staten Island, yeah. And he's, uh, it's like... Bill Burr, isn't it? Yes, he is. He plays like his stepdad. Um, but he's like... Uh, it's a really funny movie because it's got, it's got Bill Burr, it's him, and... Um, Marisa Tomei. It's like this slice of life movie about this guy. He's like 25 and he lives with his mom and he's just like a bum, basically. Well, it's Pete Davidson. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's, it, he's playing himself. But he's yeah. like hanging out with all his loser friends. Yeah. Like he wants to be, like, be a tattoo his artist. His dad used to be a firefighter yeah, that died. Yeah. And it's, he's like he's like tattooing all his friends to practice, but they're like awful fucking <laughs> tattoos. <laughs> like, um, I like Kevin Hart a lot, but I think that's a really basic thing to say. Mm. I think it's hilarious. Um, but I was like, people that actually like comedy, like, don't, you know, uh, I was like, all right, whatever. Comedy elitist. Yes, The yeah. true fans. <laughs> you know, at Joe Rogan's, like, a comedy elitist. Um. Wait, what? Joe Rogan Joe is like, an elitist about something? About comedy, yeah. Cause really? He, Joe Rogan, if you I ask think him. Joe what, Rogan's stand-up is terrible. I, yeah, it's okay. I actually, okay. I don't think he's funny I think all. some of it's funny. I'm not gonna lie. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, I, I like what I like, you know, mm-hmm. I, not, like, uh, prick about it. Um, no, because if you ask Joe Rogan, like, oh, like, what do you do? He's like, he, the first thing he would say is like, oh, I'm a comedian. Really? And I'm also an MMA commentator and I also have a podcast. I would think of him as podcast host, MMA commentator, comedian in that order. 
No, comedian's definitely higher up. Maybe he would say podcast host and then comedian. But like that, I think that's what he's most known for, for sure, is the podcast. And the being on Fear Factor. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. oh no, you're, you're definitely right. But he, like, thinks of himself as, like, a... I mean, he is a pretty um, established comedian mm-hmm. in, in all rights. He does a lot of stand-up at, like, with the Laugh Factory, that place in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, but every time he has another comedian on the podcast, it's mm-hmm. so boring. Oh, really? <laughs> it's so fucking boring. Because all they talk about is comedy. Who's funny? Who's not? Dave Chappelle. Like, uh-huh. how funny Dave Chappelle is. Like, dude, I've heard this a thousand times. Yeah. Oh, by the way, speaking of, of Seinfeld, sure. uh, going back to Seinfeld, I was watching Curb Your Enthusiasm. There's a whole season dedicated to Larry David making a Seinfeld reunion episode, yeah. like a fake one. Like they make they made a Seinfeld reunion episode in an episode of Curb, <laughs> but the whole thing is a ploy by him to get back with his ex-wife. Elaborate and desperate. I like it. Right. And um, <laughs> one of the things that they keep coming back to in Curb is that they wanted to send off the show on a high note after the finale was so controversial. And I just finished it yesterday. Um, so what happens in the finale is they uh, they finally get um, their their show deal by from NBC, which is to make a show called Jerry, a show about nothing, which is <laughs> Seinfeld. Yeah. Um, and they're flying to Paris because they let them use their private jets. So they're flying to Paris to celebrate, but the plane has to make an emergency stop in Massachusetts, in like the buttfuck nowhere, Massachusetts. And they watch a guy get uh, carjacked. And like Kramer's taking a video and they're like laughing and making fun of him. Because, <laughs> like, you know, the, the, whole, oh my God. the whole point of the show is that they're terrible people, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Um, you know, selfish, rude, greedy. Yeah, yeah. Um, the guy goes to the cop. He's like, oh, I got carjacked. And the cop arrests the four of them because they were bystanding and not helping him. And apparently they had passed a law that was like a good Samaritan law that was like, oh, if, you you, if you see someone in danger, you have to intervene. Yeah. Um, and, Part of the joke is that, like, they're from New York, so they wouldn't possibly think of helping someone who's in danger because <laughs> they're like, um, they, they call the lawyer and he's like, he's like, I've never heard of this law. That's against everything that this country is built on. <laughs> but um, but what happens in the trial is they have a character witnesses, uh-huh. right? Because they're trying to, to, to make an example of them to prove that this law is, is legit and like, they need to show that, like, this is a pattern of behavior. So they bring everyone that they've ever wronged from the show back to testify against them. So oh it's like a God. parade of people telling them about everything they've done wrong to them and then they end up in prison at the end. Oh, that's kind of funny. <laughs> I that thought it was hilarious. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> a good setup. Yeah. I think, I feel like New York, when I say New York, I mean New York City specifically, has an interesting like not, like reputation where New Yorkers are very mean, very cold. They're like, you could have your leg chopped off mm-hmm. in the middle of fucking, you know, like Saks Fifth Avenue. Yeah, Fifth yeah. Avenue. <laughs> Um, and nobody will fucking help you. You gotta call nine one one yourself. And uh-huh. Like, you know, forget about it. Hey, you have twenty five cents to use this payphone. Like, dude, fuck you. Go find it yourself. You know. But also, like in times of crisis, somehow New Yorkers come together and really help each other out. Yeah. And it's like you can't have both. And yeah, I don't like really know which COVID, one. Covid nine eleven Sandy. Like. Yeah, it's just like I, I don't really know about that one, boss. <laughs> well, see, it's it's very simple. If you're from out of town, go fuck yourself. But you okay? Yes, I mean yes, that is what it is. But you like you. There's no way you can know for the most part. You know, looking at some guy down the street, you can know. No, yeah, you can. can. You can know if you're walking around Midtown for sure. You'll you'll see a lot of a lot of people wearing the tourist uniform. Uh huh. And and you're saying just go fuck all those fuck people. Em. <laughs> fuck them. Um, whatever. I think it's dumb. <laughs> I think it's dumb. You can't have both ribs. Be mean or be nice. You know. But I mean, I, and I would probably say choose the nice one because a lot of other cities have the rep of being mean right you got uh, la and hollywood boston you got boston and boston is Boston's at, probably the top of the hill boston and philly i think they're, they're up there yeah um boston is also known for being racist which is kind of funny yes, but also yes, yes. like bad because it's probably true yes 
Um, also Catholic Church. Yes, also the Catholic Church thing. Kid diddling. Um, yeah, but New York has the mob, you know. Not anymore. Also the ties to the Catholic Church. Yeah, but like every mob movie ever is based in New York. Was it the Catholic Church owns more property in New York City than any other landlord? Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, but the mob is like way cooler than the Catholic Church. <laughs> <laughs> Consider that. <laughs> That's a hot take. The mob is cooler than the Catholic Church. The mob Church. is cooler than the Catholic Church. What's cool about the Catholic Church? Well, they probably kill more people. No, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's the title of the episode. The mob is cool. <laughs> Just <church>. one bit. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. What's cooler? Do you think the uh, the mob or the yakuza? Well, see, the yakuza has the foreign aspect that always adds a few cool. And they points have the to tattoos. Everything. They also have the tattoos. Um, I would have to say the yakuza because they feel a bit more modern than the mob. Really? Because I think of when I think of the mob, I think of like a gangster in a pinstripe suit from the fifties. Yeah, but he's got a gun. Yeah, he's got a Tommy gun. That's true. That's true. And the, the, I, I feel like and the yakuza hat. is like they're all they're, they're like a, they're either in like a in like those like tuxes or they're like modern, but they're still wearing like traditional Japanese clothes. Mm-hmm. But they don't have guns. They all have swords and knives, which makes yeah. Me, but that's pretty cool though. Swords. But it's not modern. It's not modern. <laughs> it's, no, not it's not modern. Not, it's not, it's not, not. I'm not saying it's not cool. It's really a waste of time to learn how to use a sword. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> no, but but see. You're studying the blade. Uh, the art of the blade. <laughs> while, you, while the mob was busy collecting drug money <laughs> or rent money from the local uh, uh, pizzerias, pizzerias <laughs> I was studying the art of the blade. <laughs> so, and you come back Kill Bill style and slowly one by one murder all the dons. I, I'm just thinking back to like how they're portrayed in movies and which one is cooler. And I guess mm-hmm. maybe you're right. The Yakuza is kind of cooler. I like uh, They're wearing like a dress shirt, but it's like open button. They have the gold chain. And you can see the dragon tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty sick. Um, I'm thinking of the Yakuza from, was it Fast and Furious 3 or 2? Uh, Tokyo Drift. Seen. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was 2. That was The two. best was one, two. you know. Um, they're like drifting around and like souped up Subarus <laughs> and stuff like that in Tokyo. All these nightlights going on. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. sick. We know the other thing is like, like well cool but i hope to never be a part of it is like if you fuck up in the yakuza you cut off your pinky or something like that really? and you send it to the boss yeah it's like it's like it's, like, you, it's like mini um seppuku yeah it's kind of <laughs> like if you like dishonor like the clan or something uh-huh. you got to cut off one of your fingers yeah they have better movies for the mob though yeah they definitely do i mean they, there's no yeah there's no martin scorsese in japan yeah, there, well there probably is we just might not have heard of him yeah should we step into the hot takes yeah I don't have one. You go for hotness. I have a pretty spicy one. You have this a is pretty controversial. Spicy. I'm not kidding. Hot like, this take. is pretty controversial. Like, so, Eric, let me ask you something. When you hear about people giving arguments for not eating meat, what are the ones that you hear? What do you hear? Uh, so there's there, a few major ones. There's like two or three big ones. It's like the animal cruelty of it. Right. Animals are not um, like farmed in a, like right. a humane way, right? That's the animal cruelty part, and they're killed in an inhumane way. Um, and then the other one is uh, it's like not sustainable. Mm-hmm. That cows are specifically like right. uh, produce a lot of methane, causes global warming and stuff right. like that. And just the materials you need to do factory farming, or you need a lot of water, a lot of yeah. land, a lot of yeah. Yeah, those are the two big. Those ones. are the two biggest ones. Yeah. Um, there are a few other ones, but those are the two biggest. The biggest one, I think, the most. The most, um, like, convincing one is the environmental one. Yeah, I right? think the animal cruelty one, like, kind of. So this water. is my this is my <laughs> my my take is that I really like when someone tells me about like like an animal being, you know, mistreated. Mm-hmm. If I don't have an emotional connection to the animal, I do not care. 
I mean, yeah, I'll be like, oh, that's fucked up, and then it's fucked up, move, but like, like past it. The know? idea that okay, even if you told me that every cow that goes into every piece of steak I eat is killed in an extremely painful way, I wouldn't stop eating beef. Yeah, I would just accept that I might be a bad person. And yeah, right, right. Well, but like, like my my thing is that like they're bred for this purpose. I see what you're saying though, because this is very extreme, and I like I'm kind of with you, but I don't think I'm totally with you. I'm not gonna lie. And it's just like, and, and everyone, and everyone always says like, oh, what about like, like if I kicked your cat? Like, okay, I have an emotional cat attachment to my pets. Yes. you know, like like they're like. That's why I also don't have a problem with like eating dogs or stuff, people or eating horses. This like, is very libertarian of you. you know, my people, stuff is mine. People <laughs> said like, no, people else. said like, like you shouldn't eat um or they make an intelligence um argument for the animals like like oh horses or dogs or pigs are more intelligent than other animals so they um you know therefore there's some kind of moral reason not to eat them i don't really see that at all like because other things will eat them in the wild so. right right and either way any kind of animal or it's still not it's not like human intelligence <laughs> like it, it doesn't sway me at all it doesn't yeah you know okay I, it, it, if for all all else being equal if I had the option between like like causing an animal pain and not getting anything out of it, obviously I wouldn't cause the animal pain. It's not like I'm sadistic or anything. Yeah. If I was to receive something, like literally any kind of benefit, and it would cause an animal pain, I would still do it. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna lay some things out for you right now. I I you you I mean you're very clearly explaining what's what side of the line you're on here, <laughs> right? And yeah, good for you, you know. Um but I don't. I don't really know if you're kind of explaining your point of view very well. Like, yeah, other than you're just extremely apathetic, and that's fine that, too. That, that is the point but of that, view. I am extremely apathetic when it comes and, to animal mistreatment. Like, that's that, and but it's almost like I'm, like, I'm apathetic. Like, like, when I, when I, I don't about, care about your argument. Like when it's I hear not about like you're like countering them. You know what I mean? When I hear about people doing animal cruelty, like I, I feel bad for them because they're not doing it for a reason. Yeah. They're like if they're kicking their dog just because they're like fucked in the head. Like yeah, obviously they should go to jail. Like yeah. But like, um, if they're if they're like you know killing the dog for meat, I don't really think it's a problem. Yeah, well, I mean, it's still you know animal cruelty, you know. Well, I mean, if you kill if you kill the dog in a humane way. Oh yeah. You know, even yeah, yes. if, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm not advocating for like unnecessarily pain towards animals. It's just yeah. that like I just don't really care that much. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think that's very well. Expl- I don't think you're explaining it very well. Because at the end of it, it's the just explanation like, at the end is just that I don't care. Yeah, I, I think that's the. You know, I, I feel like you're trying to sugarcoat that. And no, like, I, don't, I don't think I don't think we need that. Just, you don't care, and that's you know that's your opinion. Remember that's the cicada fine. thing? Oh yeah, should I ex- explain that? Yeah. When my parents were kids, it was like China was a very rural country, and like there's not a lot of things you could do for mm-hmm. fun. You know, they didn't have a lot of things, and like one of like the games they would play is like um, they, if they could catch like a cicada. Um, or is it a locust? I forget the difference a between bug. the two. It's like like kind of a big bug, maybe yeah. like an inch inch big. Um, you tie a little string around it, and um, and then now, now you have like a little bug kite. Right. kind of you can like you just fly around. Right, it, it flies fly it around, around yeah. and they, you know we, you know it follows you around or whatever. Eventually you untie, let it go. Right. Know. And Eric brought this up with us once, and uh, our friend said it was inhumane. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't think it's animal cruelty because one, like the intelligence argument, it definitely isn't there. Doesn't it's apply a to a bug. bug. They don't really have nervous systems either, so they can't really feel pain. The, the bug's not getting hurt. You know, eventually you let it go. It doesn't really just, understand what's happening to it. You know, you just you let the bug go; it'll go find some food, and you know, you know, die in like in a week, anyways. Like it's, yeah. I don't know, it's really not a big deal. Um, I would say it's a lot different from the animal cruelty argument for eating animals because. Because uh, I th- I think something that you might be um, overlooking is there are different levels of that's animal true, cruelty, that's true, that's true. right? It's hard to kind of uh, I guess explain. 
how well, for example, bad in it meat is production, I think I think they should strive to kill the animals in the least painful way possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying like like there's no real way to quantify how bad it is in a fa- like a bad factory yes. farm, you know. Um, and so it, because it's hard to quantify, like it might be it might be a lot worse than you know what we think yeah. it might be a lot better. Let's you know I'm assuming it's a lot worse than that yeah. we can probably like understand. Um, then it's you know it's not really exactly equivalent to say like it's still worth it in the end because you yeah. can't quantify it in the first place. I mean, I mean, like uh, I think I think factory farming. I'm opposed to factory farming for environmental reasons, right? Yeah. But you know, if we if we figured out how to grow meat in a in a lab, yeah, I, 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 I would be a very big proponent of switching all of our meat consumption to that. Yeah, I think you that's know? a very different argument. Yeah, though. I mean that's a totally different. Yeah, thing. that's a totally different um, thing. For example, this is a question that came up with my friends. A few, yeah, in college a few times was like if you saw a person drowning and a dog drowning you go save the person which one would you save yeah you ha- like you go save the person you see, no and doubt. this is actually a point of controversy among a bunch of my friends they would save the dog that's, that's which no. is insane to me i think i feel like that's because uh, and then there are different <laughs> variations of this question is if, if it's your dog versus a stranger or if it's a person it, a dog you know versus a friend or a dog you don't know versus a friend i think you always have to go for the person i would always go for the person yeah I think you have to. Maybe, maybe I would go for the dog if it was my dog versus a stranger. Maybe. I don't know. But I even then, so. I would say, I would say in that in that point, like the value of a human's life is worth more than an animal. Yeah, un- unless it's like the stranger, like put my dog in the water. Then or, you can I mean, go. Or if, you can go oh, right, right, yourself. of course. Yeah. Or, or if it's like someone that I hate. You yeah. know? Oh, <laughs> oh, well, I don't know about that. See, I, I don't know if I could have that on my conscience, like just because I don't like them, I let them die. Yeah, but know, it wouldn't be on my conscience because I had to make a, I had to make a, a decision to save something else. Yeah, I, no, I don't know about that one because it's still a dog at the end, of it, even if it's your dog. Like, yeah, I don't know. That's that's, that's a tough one, um, but I I would say like you know, assuming like normal ish circumstances, you know, you always save the person. You know, mm-hmm. wait, anyway, I think we've established enough that I don't care about animals. Yeah, yeah. Um, Let's move see. on to yours. Yeah, hot take. Um, most people will end up being like bad roommates, mm-hmm. um, and I come. I I say that as. Uh, Coming from, uh, if you're going like for a random roommate, you know, say you're mm-hmm. just going to college, so you, for the most part, you have to get a random roommate. Mm-hmm. Maybe you just graduated college and you're looking f- to live in the city or whatever kind of city. And a one bedroom living alone is like maybe not practical. You want to like mm-hmm. an, a bigger, nicer place, you know, mm-hmm. two people for basically the same price because you're splitting it. Mm-hmm. Um, do, I would, you know, I just say do everything you can to avoid. Uh, having a stranger as a roommate uh-huh. because uh i'd say like even a lot of friends don't make for good roommates because uh, even if your friends like when you live in a communal space there has to be uh some kind of uh mutual agreement of yes we will both sacrifice some of our time or for any, the greater benefit any an equivalent amount of effort to like keep this place tidy and yes. keep each other happy yes it's a bit easier to do because well, when you're friends because like as a friend i care about your well-being yeah more than I would care about a stranger's well Yeah, and you might realize you might just have some bad friends. Right, right. Um, it, it, it very, you know, sometimes it's not really said. Sometimes you explicitly say it. I mean, it's always better to have the conversations, like, if you can. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's, like, awkward to bring up. It's like, hey, man, mm-hmm. you know. Um, forget all of that with a stranger. Right, <laughs> You right. know, they, they don't fucking know you, at least at first. Um, so, like, maybe they, like bring a girl back and like leave their dirty condoms like on the sink handle for some reason it's just a thing they do something that's happened to you no (laughs) oddly specific right (laughs) maybe i do that to other people who knows no definitely not um yeah they do something weird like that and you're like hey can you stop you know putting your condoms on the sink handles (laughs) 
And then they might be like, no, I always fuck on the sink, so I can't not do that. <laughs> now what do you do? You know, I don't, it's just, there's, there's no, you have no leverage. I once had, yeah, a stupid incident, and uh, it, was, it was a Saturday night around my house. Um, and, well, Saturday night, we're in college, you know, we're, we're going to drink and have a good time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, probably relatively late, <laughs> um, just because. Basically, we're like, we're getting rowdy, we're having a good time, it's like, 2 a.m. or something like mm-hmm. that and uh, one of my roommates comes down and is like really pissed off it's like you guys should really be quiet or whatever like uh, i came down once and i already asked you and like which like i mean if, in fairness he did we were drunk so none of us mm-hmm. remembered and he also like didn't like ask us to be quiet he was like mm-hmm. he kind of he implied it basically right, right. it wasn't very clear we definitely did not get the gist right. of it um but i got pissed off because it's like well like there's it's a saturday night it's 2 a.m first of all so mm-hmm. like uh, you know i don't even sleep then on a weekday you yeah. know first of all he's like outvoted right right if we're going to have a democratic system this is the part where the minority loses and you kind of just got to suck it up yeah right but he's of the opinion it's like oh like they should be accommodating of me because i'm trying to sleep and like you mm-hmm. know it's like their t- you know my sleep time is more valuable than their fun time right. and it's like it's just a disconnect basically um and that's 100 percent going to happen more with strangers right fuck people fuck animals that's what the, that's what we yeah say. i'm more on the second one now. <laughs> <laughs> right. thanks for listening to cold guts I'm Arya. And I'm Eric. And um, we'll catch you next time. By the way, our music, our theme music, was um, made by Archduke Redcat. You should check him out on SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you get your music. He's really good. See ya.